Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. Today's podcast is going to be covering a number of UK equities as well as the wider macro picture and to do that we're kindly joined once more by alan green alan thanks for being with us today hello john good to be back so as i said we've got a number of companies that we're going to be discussing uh one ipo that's that's coming up uh which looks particularly exciting uh, but before we get into the podcast just a note to listeners we have our next installment of our virtual conferences coming up next Tuesday on the 19th of July. Uh, So do check out the events section of the UK Investor Magazine website where you'll be able to register yourself for that. Presenting, we have Tech Capital, Trident Royalties and also Advanced Oncotherapy. So do, uh, do keep an eye out for that. So Alan, looking at the markets today, we're down on the FTSE 100, but I think uh, a day like today really does highlight that the FTSE 100 is not the UK economy because we had relatively positive figures from the UK GDP in May. It was up 0.5% despite the ongoing cost of living crisis. Uh, we did see increased spending due to bank holidays as well as in the travel sector. Um, so we're seeing you know, positive moves in those FTSE 100 stocks that are UK-focused. Um, the house builders uh, are up quite nicely today, as is Next, of course, uh, very much focused on the on the UK consumer. Um, but, Alan, I mean, looking at those figures here, obviously it's very difficult to, to uh, extrapolate that forward. But, do, I mean, do you think that goes some way to dispelling fears that we're in a recession in the UK at the moment? Well, I, I think historically we often get uh, we uh, uh, May's often a weak month, isn't it, for for the markets and for the economy. So, so the fact that uh, the economy has delivered growth during this period is certainly very encouraging, and may well go to dispel some of the some of the fears that um, that uh, uh, investors and market pundits have about the state of the economy. But uh, uh, of course, we're still emerging from COVID, and COVID is still very much a factor. Um, I know several members of my family have contracted COVID again, the mild version. So it's now very much in common co- common cold uh, mode. But of course, um, it is it is probably well. Cer- it certainly is limiting um, the uh, the willingness of the older generation to go out and and perhaps shop the way they used to, perhaps engage in leisure activities such as going to the pub in the way they used to. Um, and so there, this, certain, this uncertainty still exists. And certainly with COVID rates rising, albeit it's, um, you know, people, most people are affected by the, the mild version. I think there's a lot of concern that uh, maybe those habits have changed for the long term. And we may not see people engage and say, go to pubs and, Go out to the cinema uh, in the way that they used to, um, and the impact that's going to have. Of course, it's too early to tell. But on the strength of that growth in May, yeah, yeah I think we could be mildly encouraged that um, it could set a precedent for the summer. Because of course, uh, with the heat at the moment, we're all outside. Um, so, um, so seafront towns are. 
probably um, seeing large amounts of income coming in from people parking up and using the ice cream stalls and uh, you know popping into the fish and chip restaurants and all the rest of it. So so that so, so there is that, um, and the, the weather does play uh, a vital role, of course, in the UK economy. We we know this, um, and of course, we're going to be talking about weather spoons shortly, um, uh, which probably. Um, uh, it, it probably represents um, where the economy is now. It, it's it's a it's a bit of a, a snapshot into where where we are right now um, as we come to terms with living with COVID. Indeed, indeed, Wellington is going to be quite an interesting uh, conversation to be had. Before we move on to, to Weatherspoons, Alan, just looking forward to today's data that we've got later on today. We've got the US uh, inflation data, and this very much plays into the school of thought for uh, people that set interest rates, uh, not only in the United States, the United States, but of course, every uh, central bank around the world will be keeping a very close eye on that. Now, um, there is this feeling sort of looking at, you know, markets today, we are down uh, on the day. Now, there could be and the influence of you know potential slowdowns around the world. Of course, we're not seeing that just at the moment in the UK. But just looking at the way markets are setting up at the moment, Alan. Of course, people are you know looking at the cost of living crisis and looking at the the, the possibility of higher interest rates going forward. I mean, do, do you think that if we see a actual stronger uh, inflation reading? in uh, in the united states today that that will that will really um sort of make the uh central banks think well hang on we can't really go too hard here because we've got two factors at play on the economy and sort of looking at that and you know what's happening here in in the uk as well Mm. given that we're heavily oversold in in markets at the moment i mean how, how do you sort of feel about a potential snapback in in equities I think I think uh, the markets are, have been well positioned for a snapback for for some time, and uh, and indeed in the you know at the, at the at the small cap end of the sector, the it's taken such a hammering. Uh, we're we're at capitulation phase now, but of course the US aren't as reliant on Russian oil and gas as as Europe and uh, and to a certain extent the UK. So um, so the, inf- the inflation in the UK has been driven by energy prices um, and. I, I, I think if that data, if the data comes in um, at all below expectations, we could see uh, quite a strong recovery in the markets this afternoon. I mean, I'm looking at the FTSE now. You know, you know, the FTSE was down um, down 80 points in in early trade, and it's come back. It's now off some um, some 35, 40 points. So, so I, I think uh, the markets are cautious. Um, the the U.S. of course is so heavily indebted through QE anyway. We know this, but um, but uh, central banks have at their disposal now a far greater range of tools to be able to deal with and battle with inflation. Um, and um, I think uh, it, it will be an important moment, but uh, I don't expect um, U.S. inflation to to uh, to completely run away. I'm, I'm sure it's going to come in at or slightly under where the market pundits have uh, have have uh, have their um, expectations set indeed and that level is actually nine percent yeah. so it's an astounding an astounding number and my feeling overall is you know you touched on it there alan that you know now central banks have increased rates to to where they have they've got a lot of flexibility to support the economy going forward so 
Um, you know, although we may see a bit of a slowdown economically, I, th- I think that the central banks are well prepared to provide us with some stimulus, and that's what the market's like. Um, so whether that's this month, next month, or in Q4 of this year, that's certainly the story that I'm watching for the uh, the rest of the year. Yeah. So, Alan, now let's move to, to Weatherspoons. We, we obviously spoke about UK GDP rising 0.5%. And as you said, there was uh, you know increase due to the, to the weather. And one would think that, that, uh, that pub groups would be a beneficiary uh, of that, but not so for Weatherspoons. Down 7% today. Yeah. Um, sales are, are still declining, but there's there's a lot more behind those headline figures. So what does that look like, Alan? Yeah, it, it, it's been a pretty severe contraction for Weatherspoons as an entity. Certainly, uh, you know, the, the ship, well, the, the, the year the full year sh- uh, share price chart uh, isn't pretty, isn't a pretty sight. And uh, it's fallen again today. And it looks as though it's going to keep on falling. Um, there's there's very little really to recommend Weatherspoon shares right now. Because as as we've, we, we've discussed, uh, you'd expect that people would be getting out to pubs and would be getting more engaged. Um, and of course, the spirit sales have held up well, which is uh, indicative of the younger generation getting out and uh, and engaging socially socially in the way they used to, but um, there's still a reluctance on the part of the older generation to go out and and drink at pubs, and that's reflected, of course, in in lower sales of, of, of beer, um, and uh, that's key really to what Weatherspoons are all about, um, and, and I think uh, with the prevalence of COVID, as I, as I mentioned just now, with the this increase in COVID, increase in hospital admissions, all the rest of it. That will further put the brakes on any uh, any activities where where pubs have a garden. Of course, it could be different. So a lot of pubs you can go into gardens now, and you can use the app and order from the app. So you don't actually need to go inside. So so those pubs, I think, will con- continue to do okay. But of course, Weatherspoons owns a lot of traditional pubs. Um, I, I mean, the it, it's not a complete disaster. Quarter four sales were, were just down 0.4 percent then. 2019 levels um, um the the falls mainly due to lower to uh, uh sales for ales and lagers um but also the the weatherspoon spent a lot of its um uh, cash buying out 48 pubs that had previously leased so the freehold pubs now represent uh, just under 70 percent of the estate um so probably not a good time to buy these pubs out uh, obviously if you're you know with the property ownership that's a factor too to consider um so so there's a greater exposure of the stock to the property market which could you know offset further falls so that maybe that's the thinking quite there but uh, but certainly you know the, the group's got a, a large cost base um and uh you know co- costs are increasing um, sales are falling, um, and you know when those two when those two start to um, you know or continue to drive upwards and downwards, then then the gap between earnings and costs uh, can become very worrying, and you know we we could see um, you know some further uh, uh, the steep falls in the share price. Um, so it is a worry for investors, and I think um, I think uh, you know with the cost of living crisis, inflation 
weighing on uh, on on purses too. There could even be a dent in the sales of spirits and um, and and cocktails. So that could further impact on the the group's uh, uh, prospects going forward. So I think Tim Martin and his board have some serious thinking to do, and um, they should look. I think to perhaps uh, that th- they should look to generate revenue and um, improve improve profit profitability in another area um how they'll do that i don't know but that's their job not mine um but certainly for me i wouldn't touch these shares now with uh, uh with a, i was gonna say with a, with a barge ball but probably with a weather spoon <laughs> in, indeed indeed i mean i'll share your sentiment there alan i, th- I think weather spoons probably needs a big strategy review and how um, they're going to be looking at the changing demographics, because of course, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, when you think of weather spoons, you you think uh, of a certain demographic sitting there drinking one pound sixty pints, um, and you know that's great for now, but you know over the next sort of five to ten years, um, you know that that won't cut it. Um, so that's probably something that I have to start thinking about sooner mm. rather than. Uh, then later, and I'm sure it's one that we're going to update uh, again on the podcast because we have spoke about it before and it's uh, a particularly interesting uh, company to follow and it's a good bellwether of the underlying um, consumer health uh, think, in, the, uh, yeah, in the UK. Uh, just to say, John, John I, I think, you know, Weatherspoons have some great pubs too. I mean, there are, it's got some, some, some of the pubs, it's, it's, it's of course the 80-20 rule where some of its pubs really outperform and, uh, and, um, and, you know, provide the majority of the profitability simply because of volume of sales. And I mean, there are, there are pubs, I mean, you know, uh, when I come to London, of course, there's the Cross Keys in Bishopsgate, which is a Weatherspoons pub. And that's, that is always chock full and you can sit there and order from your app and it's a, it's a good pub. So, so, uh, you know, I think what the group probably have to do is to look at, look at the pubs and probably sort the wheat from the chaff. And, uh, you know, you know, whilst it might be nice to provide low cost beer, you know, at a, at a remote location, if they can't actually get the punters through the door, then they've got to got to think again. Yes, yes. I and mean, one one suggestion could even be they use their pricing um, power and their ability to uh, secure their product at a lower price and maybe look at a more premium range uh, for that. But that's obviously going to need uh, you know a big shift in their in their mix of pubs, and that will that will uh, ultimately take uh, some years to develop so as i said one two to keenly watch now moving on alan let's discuss a company um mode global holdings it's a bitcoin app we've discussed it on the podcast previously we've had members of the the board um on the uk investor magazine podcast and we've interviewed them um so it's a particularly interesting one this year given uh, what's been happening in crypto markets. But looking on the day, Alan, we're seeing a bit of, bit of a dip in uh, uh, the share price. What's been happening there? Uh, well, it's, it's again, it's just been a, a dip in the share price uh, throughout the year. Of course, Mode came to market in, IPO'd in October 2020. So it's been on the market now for um, getting on for two years. Um, and, you know, Chairman Jonathan Rowland, um, we've now got Chief Executive Rita Liu, who... Um, has worked through the company uh, at various uh, board levels. But of course, the company is all about um, an app where you can seamlessly uh, buy and sell Bitcoin. Um, I've got the app on my phone and I buy Bitcoin through there. It's very good. It's very seamless and and works very well. 
Um, and it's all about uh, loyalty solutions, both for consumers and for businesses. And I've got, I'm supplied with a range of uh, uh, brands and uh, and and um, uh, uh, ventures that the company has with various brands where you can go in and get a discount. You can buy the product with Bitcoin. So it's very good. It's very quick and it's very seamless. And this is great. Um, but obviously, uh, um, given that uh, Mode has most of its... Um, most of its uh, it, it, it's cash in trade in uh, in crypto. Um, it too has been hit by the fall in Bitcoin. Of course, there's a lot of uncertainty in the crypto sector at the moment about the future of, of cryptocurrency. But uh, you know, it's here to stay. You know, make no mistake about it. Um, but we're seeing a correction in that market at the moment. And of course, the mode share price has gone from the highs of you know um, I think sort of fifty four p to as low as four and a half p. And it's quite well, not untypical of a technology stock, which of course Mode is, and uh, its earn its earnings have yet to catch up with the uh, with with the capitalization that um, that that, that is current it currently or it had earlier in the year. So, been quite a few changes um, uh, with the company, um, but uh, the one thing Mode has, which is a, a real tick in the box and a bit of a USP, is it has an FCA license, um, and it's one of the one of a handful of UK companies to be granted uh, uh, EMI and AML LD5, and it's the only one listed on the LSE main market. So that gives it um, that gives it uh, a, a lot of it gives it another dimension of uh, an ability and a, uh, an ability to execute contracts and joint ventures as an authorized party, and and that's very important. Uh, you know, when it comes to when it comes to uh, d- due diligence and that process the fact that mode are in that in that uh, in that uh, area as a listed as a listed and uh, fca approved entity is is quite unique so um the the, the opportunity here lies in the uh, the volume of, of deals that mode mode are doing and indeed they certainly have we've certainly seen an increase in that um over the past year uh um uh, users grew by 261%. 70% of those trading customers were also repeat buyers and trading volume also increased by 732% versus the same period previously. Um, revenues, of, of course, you know, well down at present, but um, but it's it's actually starting to move. You know, they're seeing uh, incremental increases in growth uh, in revenues. Uh, and of course, there's been a lot of investment by the group into its technology and it's announced today that um, it has uh, completed its fundraising, uh, issued convertible loan notes to to existing and new investors to raise a gross uh, two million. Um, the directors have also taken part in that fundraising too. So it's great to see the directors have have skin skin of the game. So so going forward, um, they have great opportunities to expand. As Rita Liu said um, in her statement, a great opportunity to expand our unique position as an FCA registered and LSE listed fintech leader. Um, and, uh, you know, the fact that they've got this fundraising round away, I think, uh, you know, shows the confidence investors have in their offering um, and, and their ability to, to, to grow the business going forward. So I think the shares offer excellent value at this level. The company's got a market capitalization of just five million. You know, and that's down from uh, you know a, a peak capitalization of about fifty million. So it's 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 come off an awful lot, and I think you're buying an, an awful lot of technology for your money here. And I have to say, I can 
you know, wholeheartedly recommend the app as a user myself. I think it's excellent. It's intuitive. It's seamless. Um, and uh, and that's what you what, that's what an app should be. Um, so so I think if there there's a lot of factors in play here uh, or, or a lot of potential drivers for the share price. Of course, if there is a recovery in Bitcoin, there'll be an incremental increase in mode share price. In addition to that, of course, the company are uh, are, are increasing uh, volumes of sales, volumes of uh, of uh, uh, Bitcoin trading on the app, um, and of course, uh, um, it's executing as an FCA uh, registered um, uh, fintech provider. It's it's uh, it's uh, writing new joint ventures on a regular basis. So I think there's there's a good team in place to, back in the company. Um, and also one of the companies we work with, Vela Technologies, um, have an investment in the company too. Uh, so it's backed by some some very uh, some very experienced investors and institutions who have taken a view that uh, they see Mode has a great future. So Alan, of course, we, we've, seen, we've seen a drop in uh, uh, Mode so far th- this year. I mean, how much of that do you think is down to the the environment the wider environment in in crypto and obviously the the sharp declines that we've seen and and how much do you think's down to uh, the the impact or you know sort of looking at you know what they've been doing you know of course they've seen a, a near tripling in their revenue in the last year but they've still got significant costs mm. and you know it, it, do you think there's concerns out there that you know they're burning through cash of course I done a fundraise this morning. You know, do you think that's something that really sits at the forefront of investors' minds, or you know, could it be a situation that as soon as we start to see Bitcoin stabilise and maybe pick up again, that we that we see the mode share price move with, with it? Yeah, I, I I think that's that's very much the case. I think mode have got a a very sound investment proposition, and uh, but it, it's it, you know, if you before we look at Bitcoin, um, we, we've spoken regularly about the you know the virtual capitulation in the small cap sector and and uh, small cap companies have been hit across the board regardless of what they do um and it's almost got to the point where any good news goes out and everyone sells into it you know it's it, it's it's just uh, we're at that capitulation phase at the moment so uh, i think mode is one of the companies that will will feature you know at the top of the leaderboard when we get a turnaround and of course on top of the sell-off in the, the sell-off in the small cap stocks mode has also having its uh, having its um, its treasury a lot of its treasury uh, cash in cryptocurrency mode has suffered from the from the the, the falling value of cryptocurrency too so it's it's almost faced a, a perfect storm if you like as a small cap stock but um, the company the fact that it got this two million fundraising away successfully um, the board have also participated too. Um, I, I, at this level, I think uh, you know the stock is offers excellent value. It's it's now fully funded to continue with its operations um, and make further investments in its technology. Uh, and if there is an upturn in the market, and of course an upturn in crypto, I expect to see mode at the top of the leaderboard. Indeed, and I'm sure one thing investors will be looking for is any indication that we're going to see continued revenue increases to the tune that we saw in the last uh, uh, last year. So moving on now, Alan, we're going to look at a power metal resources uh, spin out, Golden Metal Resources. Uh, what's the latest from them? Okay, so uh, Power Metal Resources, of course, uh, at the UK Investor, um, uh, um, Investor Evening that was uh, held a couple of weeks ago, Paul Johnson from Power Metal 
uh, did a presentation and went through the um, the uh, project spin-offs uh, that uh, that uh, the company has. Um, Gold Metal Resources was the first project spin-off, and uh, it's um, it, it's got a very good website. So, firstly, investors should go and look at goldenmetalresources.com, all one word, and you'll see everything you need to know about the company. Uh, uh, a pre-IPO financing took place at the end of last year, raised $750,000 with a pre-money valuation of $3.25 million. And within that company, uh, you have a portfolio of assets in Nevada. Um, the company owns the... Uh, the the company owns the uh, the uh, Pilot Mountain uh, tungsten project, which is um, which is uh, uh, um, located uh, uh, in Nevada, and it has a Jork compliant resource of twelve point five million tons of tungsten at zero point two seven percent, and also has a number of copper, silver, and zinc credits there too. Um, and the Pilot Mountain project has been around for a long time, and. Uh, Obviously, with the uh, with the um, increase in demand for metals, particularly tungsten, um, uh, it's uh, I think the, the gold metal have timed the IPO ju- uh, just right. But there are three other projects uh, uh, built into the company. There's the Gold Conda Summit pro- uh, property, which is a, a silver and gold property um, close to the prolific Getchell and Battle Mountain. Now, Battle Mountain, there's a there's a huge mine there that's been productive for years. Then there's the Garfield property, um, again, within the prolific Walker Lane mineral belt. And this whole mineral belt, there there are so many companies active in the Walker Lane uh, gold belt. And Nevada itself is one of the foremost um, mining states uh, in the world. It's uh, very attractive, lots of concessions to mining companies and lots of uh, uh, credits and and and. Uh, and uh, uh, facilities available to companies investing into the property there and investing into uh, 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 finding metals. Um, then, then, then within the uh, the final comp- uh, or the final asset within the company is the Stonewall property, which is again a silver and gold property located within the mineral gold belt. Um, geographically, these all group together fairly closely. So, from an operational standpoint. Oliver Friesen, the CEO, it, it, it's it's a, it's easy to, to manage and uh, and also ensure that uh, resources that are used uh, on the uh, on the mine sites uh, can one can be moved to the other fairly easily, and and that's a significant factor when you're looking at at working what is a fairly uh, a, a remote area. So um, so Power Metal holds currently eighty three percent of gold metal resources. Um, it's expected to get away in the next few months. Uh, the 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 markets, the the pile of state of the markets, of course, uh, and the the lack of appetite for IPOs has uh, put the brakes on this a little bit. But um, but uh, the, the the company will get this away. Uh, already gone through a number of phases, so um, the, the the IPO is in progress. Uh, as soon as the well, in fact, I, I think it's already taking place. Phase one exploration on the Pilot Mountain property, uh, which will include drilling, grid-based soil sampling, and ground-based geophysics. That's all planned and ready to go. And then Stonewall, Garfield, and uh, Golconda, we will also have a phase one exploration program over there. Remember what I said about the resources just now, literally drive down the road in relative terms and take the equipment there and complete the work there. So, so we'll have a lot of data 
back very early in the day on this. And of course, with Pilot Mountain, we already have the dual compliant resource estimate from a few years back. And uh, this and 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 if this uh, develops at the pace. Uh, 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 Oliver Friesen, uh, Paul Metal, uh, Paul Johnson, and the team hope hope it will. Then it's going to be a very exciting company to, to get involved with. So um, so yeah, it's coming to market in the next in the next few months. Indeed, great. And uh, as you mentioned there, uh, Paul Johnson did present at the UK Investor Magazine Summer Investor Evening, and the full presentation is available in the video section of our website so do check that out we'll put a link into the uh, the podcast notes as well that will take you um through to that so alan thank you much for being on the podcast today thanks very much john just to say there is a golden metal pages uh, a, a golden metal resources page on the branduk.net website so if you go there you'll be able to see uh, a summary of of what i've just uh, what i've just talked about and also there are some links there to an interview with Oliver Friesen, the, the chief executive, uh, about what's happening and his roadmap for 2022. Indeed, indeed. So do check that out. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember, all investment involves risk.